Hello and welcome to another Miami's Journey podcast. This week, I think there's only really one place to start, I'm going to be honest with you. And that's we've got to talk about. It's March, which means it's MS Awareness Month. Now, MS Awareness Month actually is only in the United States. I know, that came as a shock to me. I'm going to be totally honest, it really came as a shock to me. Because I actually thought it was a bit of a kind of a worldwide thing to an extent. Um, so when I spoke to the MS Society and asked the question, because I actually wrote a column uh, on MS News Today about uh, MS Awareness Month. And the MS Society, they said to me, actually, it isn't <laughs> in the United Kingdom. And I'm thinking to myself, do you know what? What a wasted opportunity. Genuinely a wasted opportunity. Because let's be totally honest, if we came together as a planet, I'm going to be straight as a planet, and actually had the Awareness Month as a full world thing, do you know what? Actually, it's probably a better and more compact way of doing things. Because... As it stands, we have MS Awareness Month in the United States through March. We have, in April, in the United Kingdom, we have MS Awareness Week. And then in May, we have World MS Day. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense, does it? In the space of March, April, May, there's all these different uh, different events for MS. Now, I think that's crazy. I'm going to be honest. I really, really do. And I'll explain why. Because when you think about the fact that we're, we're trying to sort of get the knowledge of condition out to people, uh, trying to make people with MS realise that, one, you're not on your own. There's other people out there that are um, going through all of the things that MS gives you, and let's be totally honest, as we were all very well know, no two people are the same. There's a reason MS is nicknamed the snowflake disease, and it's not because we're snowflakes. <laughs> we're just not. Uh, it is because, same as snowflakes, no two are the same. And that is just the way it is, I'm afraid. It's just a fact. No two of us are the same. We all go through things differently. We all feel things differently. And again, we all think differently. We're human beings. Kind of the joy of being a human being, I'm going to be honest. Um, but anyway, that's a conversation for another week. Uh, but yeah, the fact of the matter is, for me personally, I think streamlining it into one, just, just one time that we can sit and discuss and get the word out about MS, I think that's more beneficial than mixing it all up, having it all different and at different times. Now, even if we was to streamline it from a month to, say, two weeks, but we do it as a, as a world, as a community, all come together and we all spread the word uh, at the same time, it just makes more sense. It just makes more sense. Now, what I will say, and I'm going to be totally honest, for me, and this is the next thing I want to talk about, is what 
MS Awareness Month actually means to me. Because actually, to me, it's incredibly important. And as I say, I'm in, I'm in England, um, so technically I'm not supposed to, um, to have anything to do with MS Awareness Month. Nah. No, we're not playing that game. I, I'm having everything I can possibly to do with it. I'm going to do. And I'll do the same during Awareness Week. And I'll do MS Awareness Day, World MS Awareness Day, in May. Because any time we can talk about the condition, it's a really good thing. Because let's be fair. You know, I'm not going to go into exact numbers, but not far over 2 million people worldwide is the number they they believe is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Now, you're talking million, billions, sorry, billions of people on the planet. So it's such a small percentage. It really is. It's such a small percentage that you've got to ask yourself, what can we do to help other people who don't have much to do with anyone with MS? What can we help them do to understand now, there is a few things. I'm going to be honest. There is a few things. Now, firstly, and I think probably the biggest one is just we talk openly about the condition. Again, I'm not a doctor uh, and I will never give medical advice. I will never try and explain things in medical terms and whatever else. But if we... If we just talk about how the condition affects each of us individually, without prejudice, without anyone um, saying to us, oh, you shouldn't be saying this or you shouldn't be saying that. No, no, no. We say what we want to say and what we need to say to get the word out uh, and let people know how it feels to, to live with the condition. Now, I think the biggest thing in that is... The more of us that do it, the more it's going to leak over into into the mainstream. And that's where it becomes really positive. Uh, it, it genuinely, at that, that point, becomes very positive because when people are hearing us talking openly, it makes everyone realise that we aren't just a medical condition. You know, it's a chronic illness. It doesn't go away. There is no, there's no cure for MS. Anyone that tells you to take a parasite cleanse, just, just, yeah, just tell them where to go because it just, it's not true. There is no such thing as a parasite cleanse to cure MS. And, and it's one I do hear quite a bit. I'm going to be honest with you. And I feel embarrassed for those that say it. But again, it's one of them that we can talk openly about and if we feel confident enough to to discuss that then that's a real good thing it is it's a real good thing because again then those people that are making those sort of comments are going to learn and understand actually i sound like a bit of an idiot by saying it <laughs> I, I shouldn't say oh the parasites inside you once you clear them you'll be cured no, no, I won't. I, I genuinely, genuinely won't. Um, and the other thing is when we're talking openly and somebody says the likes of, oh, I knew blah, blah down the road 
he had MS and he's cured now. He's perfectly fine. If he had MS, he wouldn't be cured. He just wouldn't. Or he'd be a very, very rich person. That's just a fact. He'd be very, very rich. Um, because chances are they know somebody with relapsing remitting MS and at the current time they're in remission and not having and not suffering any obvious effects. Doesn't mean the non-obvious stuff isn't around because I guarantee it is. But again, the more we talk, the more we get people to understand this sort of stuff. And again, that then becomes really, really positive. Because it's it's a strange old thing. It is a strange old thing having that kind of thought process of I'm going to talk openly about my medical condition. Because let's be fair, a lot of times you don't want to. You know, you think to yourself, is it the right thing to do? It is. It really is. It's the only way we build knowledge. And again, it's MS Awareness Month. This is the time for us to, to have those conversations. And this is the time for us to, to be as open as we can about the condition and let people understand what we go through and how we deal with it. Because again, I think what there needs to also be is the, the side of things where, okay, when things are bad, everyone needs to know. But actually, when we're doing well, they need to know that too. Because, again, at a later date, when somebody else gets diagnosed, they need to understand that there is two different sides to life. You've got MS. And you've got the life you want to lead. And again, that's a big thing. By, by us being open in that manner, people can understand both sides of life. Because, again, I'm going to be totally honest. It ain't all sunshine and roses having ms it really isn't it's, it's evil it's an evil evil medical condition that's just a fact don't matter what you say that's nailed on but if you want to live a a good life a happy life with the condition you can you really really can because, okay, you've got to make some changes to how you live your life, the way you do things and, uh, and whatever else. But you can do that. And once you've done that, you find a way to carry on and you find a way to, to live alongside and live the way that you want to live. So, again, this all comes down to the fact the more we talk and the more open we are, the better. Because, again... That way it brings more people into play. Everyone starts to understand the condition. Give me a second. I'm just going to have some of my water. That is the chair creaking, I promise. Got to have a glass of water sitting around. That's the thing. We're coming on and talking a lot. You've got to have a drink. And now my blanket on the back of my chair's decided to fall. Maybe all right. Not a problem. He's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the sort of thing in terms of talking and being open about uh, MS and the way it, it looks, up, looks at us and the way it treats us and the way we can treat ourselves. 
Um, but the other thing for me about switching things up and doing a more targeted worldwide approach in one hit, it doesn't stretch things out too far. Because what we don't want to do, and I'm going to be totally honest, what we really don't want to do is when we're talking and we're being open about condition and whatever else, if it goes on too long, people are going to get sick and tired of hearing it. And you don't blame them. Everyone's the same in that respect. You're going to get sick and tired of hearing it because what we don't want to do is bore people to death. <laughs> you just don't. Because if we do that, then nobody's going to care and they're going to get frustrated and they're going to say to us, be quiet, we don't want to hear it. So in all truth, there's the, the element of trying to condense things down into one bite-sized time to get everything out. And that's where it's down to us as a community, in my opinion, to, to find the way, to find the right way to, to get things out, get things in the open, but not have it too raw in your face, everything's right there and it's eating away at people. Because, again, there's ways of doing this stuff. And I'm just a normal everyday fella. Uh, I'm as simple as that. Uh, you know, I'm not trained in in media. Uh, I sit here and do this podcast. I do my social medias, all that sort of stuff. But I'm not trained in media. So, again, others that, that know more about that side of life might be able to say to me, actually, you know, this might work, that might work. I'm open to it because, again, I'm I'm still learning. I know this podcast well over a year old now. I've been going a long time, but there's always way, always ways to learn. There's always things I can learn. Now and again, by doing things in a bite-sized chunk like that, with it being more targeted, maybe we can get things out in the the mainstream media a bit more. Because, again, you get things out in the mainstream media and we get, I don't know, get medical professionals involved. Um, the best people are warriors like ourselves. You know, when you've got MS warriors themselves that are um, talking about the condition, that's the best way to do it. Because in, in all truth, nobody knows better than those that are going through it. A textbook is amazing. It's a fantastic thing. Life experience is the one. That's the, that's the way it is, I'm afraid. I will always believe that. No, no matter what the situation, life experience is always, always going to be the, the best. Now, coming away from that side of it a little bit and thinking about, again, with regards to an awareness month, like is going on, having it advertised more, now, again, I'm not in the United States, so I can't say what, what if any, ad, uh, advertising is going on. But having it advertised and, again, trying to bring people in from overseas to talk about the condition, again, it kind of, it forces the openness. And from my point of view, you know, when we, next month, when we have MS Awareness Week, I really hope to see orange everywhere don't care don't you know i'm not bothered about where i'm seeing it as long as i'm seeing the color orange and i'm hearing people talk about it and i want to turn the news on 
I don't want to see people being interviewed because, again, that's how to get the knowledge out. And I love nothing more than going on and doing, doing my lives on social media and whatever else and having new people come in. Ask questions. Even if they're not, I've got any kind of connection to, to multiple sclerosis anywhere. Come in and ask questions. Sensible questions. Because that way, actually, we can look at things and think, People are learning. People want to learn. And if people want to learn, we're going the right way. We're pushing in the right direction. And again, there's different ways of doing this stuff. Now, for me, it, it was a big thing. I'll be honest with you. It was a real big thing. Me wanting to come on and do this, this episode where I'm talking about MS Awareness Month. But as I say, I've also written that column. That is on MS News Today. It's available on their website. By all means, go and have a read. Um, because I've had some real positive feedback off of it. I'm going to be honest. Uh, some of the comments I've had have been lovely. Really, really nice. And again, I have no journalism experience. So I'm kind of learning as I'm going. But I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm getting there slowly. Very, very slowly. Now... In terms of multiple sclerosis itself, and I'm going to do a very, very basic overview of what the condition actually is, and I do mean it's basic, and that's for anyone that is listening in that wants to just learn a little bit. Now, I've already made clear there is no cure, and that's just a fact. There is treatment. All the treatment is there to do is to try and slow progression a bit. That's all it's going to do. It's, it's not going to it's not going to cure you. You're not all of a sudden going to wake up one morning and go, oh, I haven't got MS anymore. <laughs> it just isn't going to happen. Um, but. If it can slow the roll uh, and keep you going on a, a more positive footing. So to speak. It's worthwhile. I mean, myself, I'm on Ocrevus, uh, Ocrelizumab, which is. Once every six months, I go and have an infusion. And I'll be honest with you, it kind of, to me personally, I've had the two first half bags and the second full bag. So this would be the start of year two. In about two or three weeks, I've got my next next treatment. Now, I know I'm ready for it. I know I'm ready for it. My, my body feels like it's... It's ready to go. It needs a bit more juice in there to, to try and help it along a little bit. Um, but again, that that is what that is. But multiple sclerosis itself, as I say, chronic medical condition. And the real the real bones of it, the real the real basics is it's where your central nervous system gets attacked by your immune system, and your immune system it strips away the myelin which is like a, it's like a fatty sheath around your nerves and it strips it away in places, leaving scars uh, or lesions, wh whichever way you want to put it. Uh, I must admit, for me, I use the term lesions and most people do. Now, with regards to, to that, what, what you've basically got then is the signals are not getting sent around your body properly. So if you strip off uh, the, the coating on a wire, 
and you're left with just the actual wires themselves. The electricity is sort of going off in re- weird and wonderful places. It's just not going to work. And again, you strip away that myelin sheath off of your nerves. Things don't get sent around your body in the correct manner. Uh, and the cold hard fact of that is it then leaves you in a position where disability, um, movement, just about everything. I mean, it affects your brain. It can affect your optic nerves, literally all of that sort of stuff. It's a condition that is genuinely evil because, as I say, one, you can't get cured. And two, with regards to to MS, it is for some a hidden disability. For myself, I'm sat here now and... I don't look like there's anything wrong with me. I'm I'm looking at my, my camera. I'm, I'm I'm waving to my camera. Hello to those on on social media and whatever else. Um, but in all truth, when I stand up and start walking, you can tell the disability is there. Now on my belt right now, and do you know what? For those that are uh, actually watching, I am going to show you what I've got here because this little thing my FES machine functional electrical stimulation box now what that does it connects to two little electrodes on my leg which are sticky they come off at night and I put them back on of the morning thankfully this little box what it does it makes it safer for me to walk because Again, for me personally, it's not necessarily a hidden disability when I'm stood up because I stand and I walk without that little box and my toes drag on the floor. It's called foot drop. Now, with them dragging on the floor, you're looking at trips, falls, all of that sort of stuff that can occur. But that little box right there that I'm I'm showing to the camera now, that little box helps me walk a bit safer now i can't walk any further i cannot walk any further i can't walk any faster but it's safer when i am up on my feet it's not quite so so dangerous for me to be so you know i can i can wander a little bit around and whatever else if i'm nipping to the shop or whatever yeah i can do that it's okay jump on a mobility scooter get off outside the shop all round. So again, for some it's a hidden disability, for others it isn't. Comes back to what I was saying earlier in the show about everyone being different, because we are. That's that's just the way of things. Now, I'm not going to go too much further into it. Uh, I think, I mean, I've spent almost 25 minutes talking about MS Awareness Month and whatever else, and that very brief overview of what MS does, what it is. Now, there is a something else I'm going to talk about, and this is quite quite important. It's quite a, quite a big thing, something I'm looking forward to. Um, and I'm also going to make mention to the MRI scan that I had a couple of weeks ago. Let me just wet my whistle a little bit. should have made myself a coffee would have made more sense wouldn't it 
Anyway, so let's start with the MRI because I'm going to be honest. Um, I failed. I actually genuinely failed. You know, I've taught myself in the past little tricks and tips to not be afraid of the MRI scanner. And the night before my scan, I actually had a panic attack. And it made no sense. And I, I was making myself worse by saying to myself, you're being really silly. You've, you've got over this fear. You don't need to carry on um, thinking about it. But I did. And the next morning come around and I woke up, got myself sorted. Jumped on a mobility scooter, went down to the hospital. And even when I'm on my scooter, I'm listening to a bit of music and I'm thinking to myself, I've got this. You know, I'm actually quite looking forward to it. And it wasn't until I walked into the scanner room, we even got the uh, the cannula in ready for them to do the, the contrast dye. It wasn't until I walked into the room and I totally and utterly froze. I couldn't believe it. Um, now, I will say uh, the members of staff that were in there, they were brilliant with me. Do you know what? They were absolutely fantastic. Uh, they were so respectful, very, very helpful. And they they did all they could to keep me calm. Actually, no matter what I was trying, I couldn't keep calm because I was angry with myself. So the scan did fail. Um, I have got another one booked. That's coming on Saturday. This this coming Saturday. And do you know what? I'm chomping at the bit for this because I failed it once. I am not doing it again. I am not doing it again. I need the scan for my treatment. I'm having the scan this time and I will not allow myself to go through what I went through last time. Because again, it just, it made no sense. It really didn't. It was so confusing for myself because I'm thinking, you've, you've beat this fear. And even to the point, I did everything I normally do and I felt fine. But it was just the thought of laying on the bed and getting into the scanner. I just couldn't, couldn't go through with it and, and whatever else. I mean, I did get on the bed and they put the, the cage over my head and whatever else to do the brain scan. No, no fear just, just, and do you know what? It might not have even been fear. I don't know what it was. It was just, it made no sense. It, it genuinely, it made no sense at all. Um, but, you know, is what it is. It's one of those things. Uh, I'm over it. I'm past it. And I will not allow it to happen again. Um, we all live and learn, don't we? We all live and learn. But on top of that, something quite important has happened. Now, I, I'm 40 years old. I'm 41 this year. and I've never passed my driving test. I've passed the theory test a couple of times in the past. I think it's three times, actually. But I've never passed the, th uh, the practical. And since having the issues with my legs and whatever else and MS coming into my life, I've been a bit a bit concerned about, about learning to drive and getting behind a wheel. But after having conversations with the, the DVLA and the doctors, I've been given the all clear. I've been told I can learn to drive. Absolute worst case, I can drive an adapted car whereby the pedals aren't on the floor. They get put on steering wheel and that way I can sort of do 
stop, go, all that sort of stuff by hand. And it, it's not then a, it's, it's not, it takes the feet out of play. Now, I only want to drive automatic anyway, so it's only my right foot that needs to do any work at all. The left foot can just sort of have a snooze and forget it exists for the time I'm in the car. But I have already booked my theory test, and I'm really looking forward to it. That's also Saturday. Yeah, I've got my theory test on Saturday. Uh, I think it's about midday, and then at 4th, 30, I believe it is. It's MRI scan. So I hope, I really, really hope, come uh, Friday night, I can be a little bit excited. One, passing the theory test. And two, getting through the scan. Because, again, the thought of having the freedom of going to grab a coffee. You know, if there's nothing going on and I just jump in a car from home on me, me own with nothing going on, jump in a car, nip up and go and grab a coffee. Go shopping. Take Lisa out. Take my dad out. You know, he's, he's for years and years, bless him, uh, taking, taking us around. Take my brother out. Take the kids out. Take everyone out. I'm not fussed. Just whatever, I can jump in a car and say, right, let's let's go somewhere, let's go and do something. That, to me, is something that, that really does quite excite me. The thought of being able to do that is pretty awesome. So, yeah, I, I'm quite excited, I'm going to be honest. Now, I'm not putting massive pressure on myself to pass my theory first time. I really want to. I really, really, really want to. And I'm going to do everything in my power to do so. But if I don't, it's not the end of the world because I will come back and try again. Because, do you know what? Literally just a couple of weeks ago, the, I'm thinking to myself, I probably never will drive. And it's something that I want to do. I really, really, really want to be able to do. I want to have that, that kind of freedom. Because again, I mean, at, at some point in the near future, we are looking at moving house. We're looking at going to a whole new area. And I want to be able to do that and explore the area. I want to be able to jump in the car. Because again, mobility scooter's great. I absolutely love my mobility scooter. I really do. Shelby, amazing. Brilliant bit of kit. But can only take me so far. Whereas a car can take me as far as it wants. While it's got fuel in it, it can take me where I want to go. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Saturday could hopefully be a very, very big day. Uh, it, it really, really could. Um, are we, I'm going to be honest. I think the next thing I really want to talk about is the way... I've been recently, um, and I, I'm going to be quite open. I am actually going to be quite open because a lot of people around me have noticed that I've been a bit, a bit down and a bit negative recently. And actually, I don't quite know why, because like now, I'm going to be totally honest. I feel so bubbly; it's unreal. 
I, I genuinely, genuinely do. Um, so I don't quite know why. It's one of them that I'm, I'm wondering if it's a throwback again to the, the fact that for so many years of my life, uh, I've been out, been working, been doing stuff, and now I'm not. Is it that my brain is sort of fighting back a little bit, saying, actually, you should be doing this or you should be doing that? When in, in all fact, I'm busier now than I've ever been before. <laughs> really, really am. I, I'm so much busier now than I've ever been before. And actually, I feel happier for it. I really do. I feel a lot happier for it. I'm I'm a lot more um, positive about things to come. I'm a lot more positive about where I'm heading. And yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm hoping I've turned a bit of a corner. I'm hoping I've turned a bit of a corner. Because let's be totally straight. You know, I've got this podcast that I do, that I love doing. I genuinely, out of all of the things I do, recording this podcast is, is still my number one. It is genuinely still my number one. Um, because again, I do get, I get so many positive comments off it. Um, and it, it's helped other people. I know it has. I've been told so. Um, and again, it helps me because Talking about your issues is the right way to do it. Not letting them just sit and sort of fester in your head and whatever else. It's, it's the right way forward. It's definitely the right way forward. And this, this is the way I like to get things out. It's a bit easier. Now, coming away from that a little bit, I'm going to explain something that, that happened yesterday. Because I was out here in my studio. And I took a bit of a fall. Uh, probably my fault above all else. Uh, I, I, I got two carpets. I had two carpets on the floor. And I knew the carpet on the top had bunched up. My chair got stuck. So I tried to sort of ram my chair back so I could get up to go indoors. And chair got cold. I fell. And I broke my laptop screen. I actually broke my laptop screen when I fell. Um, I hit my head as well, but that's cheaper to fix. You know, don't, my head's all right. <laughs> just teasing, just teasing. But no, I did. I broke my laptop screen. So today I've had uh, a new monitor turn up. So I've just got to sort of learn now to use the laptop as a, a keyboard and use the other the other screen, the bigger screen as the monitor, which is kind of cool because I'm sat here now and I've got my camera up on me, my gaming monitor and I've got the other... <laughs> the other monitor sat there where I'm watching myself chatting away and whatever else. And actually, do you know what? It's 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 making me feel a bit more confident and a bit more comfortable with it all. Um, I'm I'm kind of yeah, I'm a bit of a fan, and it's also given me the potential and the possibility of sort of moved my chair a little bit and brought the microphone to a different part of the room. I've opened it up a little bit so you can see walls. Uh, I've got an MS shirt on my door. I've got me four medals on the door. Three of those are for raising money for the MS Society. And the blue one is back in 2016. Um, my six-a-side team, we won our league. 
now I'm going to be fair. For me, I didn't play many games uh, in that because at the time I was falling over lots. Now I know why. But I was, yeah, I was doing a lot of falling. So I more managed the team than anything else. Uh, but again, somewhat positive. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole point. So I've had that, that bit of a spill yesterday. And again, it's kind of opened me up again to remember that stuff does happen. <laughs> it, it does happen. I was laid on the floor uh, for a little while. And thankfully, I got, I got support. Uh, both Lisa and my dad managed to come and get me and take me back indoors. Uh, I will say I am fine. Uh, let me put that out there now. I am fine. I've got a little bit of sort of redness on me on my forehead. I should stop touching it because it's a bit sore to touch. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, I'm going to call that an end for this week. Um, do you know what? Thoroughly enjoyed recording this. Really, really have. And as I say, MS Awareness Week, if you're able... Jump on social media, talk, uh, MS Awareness Week, MS Awareness, um, uh, I will get my words out, MS Awareness Month in the United States doesn't mean we can't get the word out. Let's do so worldwide. Let's all talk about MS. Let's get the world talking about this condition because it's the only way everyone's going to learn about it. I hope you all have a really great week. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.